I need new music. This is the JJO Discover New Music Podcast. excited. Uh, joining me is lead singer of Tiger Cub, Jamie Hall. Jamie, how are you, man? Not too bad, thanks. Yeah, very well. Uh, thank you so much for the time, man. I know uh, that you guys are busy on the road right now. Actually, before we got started, you mentioned that you are literally on the road right now. Are you with the fellas in the van on to your next stop? Yes, currently in the van. The boys are in the back, all uh, <laughs> all snug and secure. And uh, yeah, we got a show tonight at the end in Nashville, which we're really excited for. And we're just currently en route. Very rock and roll of you to call me from the van, uh, which is that that early stage of any band's career before you get the big tour buses and the private jets and you go all, you know, Iron Maiden on everyone. You got to do it in the van first. (laughs) How is it been for you guys? Obviously, you're from the UK and getting out. You've made enough tours around or at least uh, trips around the US. How's that been for you? Is it a little bit different than touring around the UK? Yes, yes. So... (laughs) I think the UK could comfortably fit into the state of Texas, maybe a few times. So the scale of America is something that really blows our minds every time we come here and the drives along. But the country's beautiful and it's so exotic to us as Englishmen. You know, we're just loving it. Yeah, you're right. We're not we're not on a bus. We're in a van. But that's kind of cool. Yeah. We feel like, you know, pirates or something. We're just <laughs> off the grid, just, you know, freewheeling it around uh... doing stuff. Love it. Our UK uh, rock and roll pirates. I think that's a a perfect way to put that. Well, safe travels uh, and and good luck on your show. Let's talk new music here. Obviously, the album, The Perfume of Decay, which is out now. uh, The title track, I believe, hit 28 on the mainstream rock chart. So uh, people are obviously loving it here in the States, loving it all over the place. This is your third studio album. You're seasoned at this point, but probably still a little wet behind the ears. So with what you guys put together on this album, what maybe stood out compared to the first and even second record that you put together? Well, I guess one of the things that was different about this record for us is that it was... I, I produced it without assistance from another producer. So on the second record, it was a co-production effort with a chap called Adrian Bushby, who's super talented. Um, so this time we were really like let loose in the studio, just free reign, you know, just able to go into detail in places where we, we maybe hadn't before and just try a lot of new stuff out and experiment with things. So that, for me, is something that really separates this record apart. It's, it's the most Tiger Cub record you could probably get um, because there's, kind of, there's no influence from outside parties, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, and, and that actually kind of brings up a follow-up question. Having that freedom, was it a little daunting at first? Was it freeing, I, I did, being able to kind of explore that Tiger Cub space strictly as the band Tiger Cub? Yeah, so... Fortunately, you know, we like you say, we've been able to make two records already, um, and we've been in the studio quite a lot. So we're all between us. We're very comfortable with how all the equipment works and and how personally just how to get the best out of the equipment that's right in front of us. Um, we operate out of a place in Brighton called Brighton Electric. It's a really great studio that our bass player Jimmy actually runs, um, and we've done every record there. So we're super comfortable with the place. We know everyone. You know, we know we know how to get the best out of that equipment. So with that context, it was amazingly freeing hmm. to work in that environment because you know we weren't we weren't stuck for like three hours trying to get 
a sound out of the speakers. We were like, right, good to go. This is how we do it. Let's point the mics in the right place. You know, I came up with a little game plan of, uh, you know, particular sounds that I want us to get and particular particular directions I wanted the mics to point in and mic selections and different <laughs> things like that. And once we got the basics out of the way, we, we could really just tone hunt, you know, and just keep digging, keep pushing for really cool, kind of obscure tones, you know, yeah. across the board and, and play around with texture and stuff like that, you know. Our drummer James had this uh, quite heavy set of chains that we bought from a hardware store um, that he was wearing the whole time when he was playing the kit, and that 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 like created this like ethereal kind of background texture to everything. So we were able to like you know play around with 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 different ideas like that. You know, just give give the record a bit more of like a sonic fingerprint. You know, uh, that's so cool, and I always love that. I, I'm trying to remember what album that kind of reminded me of. You know, with the chains around your drummer's neck. I'm, I can't that you might know because yeah. I know I know you're a little bit of a music historian. But there's there's a record from the '80s where they put the drum kit in a in a hallway, like in a stairwell, to get that sound. So being able to explore oh, and expand. Yeah. Do you think, evolutionarily speaking, with this sound of this album, you guys really found what makes you you what makes tiger cub tiger cub i would like to think so and i, I hope that people who listen to the record think so too yeah. you know it's it's quite a subjective thing but yeah that that's been our that's our aim is to is to really uncover like who we are what we sound like what is ours that no one else has you know and that can be a life's work sometimes mm. you know because music's just inherently self-referential and it's kind of like a conversation with between you know, music that you've heard in the past and the music that you're you're currently making, you know, so there's always references and influences going on there and like trying to dig out what actually makes us special as like three individuals in a band, you know, is it, something that can take time. But I really feel like on the perfume of decay, we we found something that, that's ours on this record, you know. It's super dark, it's super heavy. Sometimes it's almost like heavy metal heavy, mm-hmm. you know, but then it goes super soft. You know, I, I sang whisper quiet vocals, just drizzled that on top of this like super heavy <laughs> instrumental that we created. I feel like that's starting to point us in the right direction, you know, yeah, it's starting to get us closer to something that's ours. Well, people are obviously loving it. Like I said, the title track, The Perfume of Decay, hit 28, and you guys are just making noise everywhere you go. And you brought up something there that uh, people may not know, especially when they listen to the record and they they hear the depth of the sound. You're a three-piece band, and I, I love three-piece bands because most of them make so much rack, and you're like, there's no way there's only three guys doing that. What's special to you about, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what's special about a uh, three-piece, maybe compared to a six-piece or whatever ensemble? What do you like about that? Yeah, being a three-piece is great i mean i think ultimately with your members you can you can kind of sound heavier if you know how to tweak things in the right way and you know i think what it does is it creates a limitation and limitations are a really useful thing to, to as a creative person you know i think it's like frank zappa said like necessity is the mother of invention <laughs> you know so it's like that really helps us those boundaries and restrictions that that's a really useful creative tool to have and some buddies of ours from brighton as well royal bloods i mean they make an even bigger noise and they've only got two members you know so there's kind of a there's a pattern emerging here right you know right and there's more room in the van too so that's helps that 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 definitely makes it a little bit easier so exactly man <laughs> yeah lower overhead exactly do you got a do you got a favorite track on the album maybe one that really resonates with you 
I mean, they're all my babies. They're all my song babies. So you're making me pick between my children, but that's okay. There's a song on the record called We're a Long Time Gone, and it's a more downbeat number, more of an acoustic number with a little bit of piano accompaniment, bass and drums still. But I feel like that, that to me, really like showcases our love of the craft of songwriting, you know, using tasteful arrangements and instrumentation to deliver a song rather than just putting all the amps on 10 and going for it because we love doing that mm. but you know on a on a record across 40 minutes you need a little bit of ebb and flow you need dynamics and i feel like we're a long time gone since so bang in the middle of the record that really showcases that side of us so for listeners you know that think we're just like a riff heavy rock band we are that but we also have slow jams as well you know i love it i love it if people aren't excited yet they should be after hearing this of course the perfume of decay is out now tiger cubs third studio album let's say it's uh 20 years down the road you know 30 years of tiger cub you guys got a couple yeah. grammys uh, you got you know another seven eight nine records out there you look back at this yeah. at that point 20 years down the road you Take a look back at your third album, The Perfume of Decay. What's future Tiger Cub going to feel about this record? <laughs> That's such a great question. What is future Tiger Cub going to think about our third record? Right. Well, <laughs> if we've progressed in the way that I hope we have as human beings and songwriters, we should be embarrassed of that record because we'll have gotten so much better by then <laughs> that all of this stuff in the rearview mirror is just child's play. Do you know what I mean? I so, lo- um, love that answer. May- maybe that. Yeah. yeah. I love it. You think, we'll, we'll, we'll get together all these years down the road and you're like, I ah, don't play that garbage. That was We were young and dumb. Yeah. We didn't know what we were doing. Exactly. Exactly. Don't embarrass us. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. Listen, rate, share, subscribe. Discover new music now at WJJO.com, in the JJO app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rock has a new interview every Thursday evening between 6 and 7. 941 JJO. I need new music. This is the JJO Discover New Music Podcast. Before I let you go, now that we've got the important stuff out, the music stuff, I want to have a little fun with you guys and talk about, because I know you guys are from Brighton, and I want to make sure I say that right, because I know you guys always say things different over there uh, across the pond from us, and I don't want to sound like some Yankee, uh, but from Brighton. (laughs) So I looked up some Brighton slang, some Sussex slang. First, and this is a noun, Pavtav. Oh, Pavtav. Come on now. We're, We're talking about the Pavtav. On US radio. Okay, so the Pav Tav, that is short for the Pavilion Tavern. Yes! Now that's a boozer and that's a boozer in Brighton, right? Which is which is legendary. You know, that's that's the cheap indie rock bar where all the bands used to go down back in the day 
and you know get absolutely annihilated for a pound a pint maybe one two dollars a pint you know that that was the place to be so wow that's a real trip down memory lane well i'm okay right in the center of brighton we're, we're starting off great so that would be a dive bar here in the united states and i'm sure you guys have seen yes. some of those going through so the pav tav if you're looking is it still around or is it gone yeah it's still going i mean it's maybe it's a shadow of its former self it's shut down and then it's been reopened as something a little bit more upmarket. So, you know, you won't find people with much dirt under their fingernails <laughs> in there, you know, anymore. Or any sort of bouffant hairstyles uh, or anything like that. But still a decent booze nonetheless. All right. Well, I feel like we're off to a great start. So Pav Tav, uh, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a thing. It's a real thing. Okay. What about Chunder? Chunder. Well, okay. If I was to use that in a sentence, it would yes. be, I need to make a tactical Chunder. Oh, my okay? God. Oh, my God. That's now, exactly what you, I have now. Let me tell you what a tactical chunder is, okay? Yes. So if you've been drinking, right, which we all do, and you want to stay out longer, but you feel sick because you've had too much booze, you'll go to the toilet, and just like the Romans did, you'll make yourself sick. And we call that a tactical chunder, so that you're back in the game. You can keep drinking. So you and I, us, and everyone across the pond in the UK, we're all the same. For us, that's called puke and rally. That's what we do. We we puke and then we oh, rally nice. back. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. I like puke and rally. Yeah. Wow. So so tactical chunder is just the UK puke and rally. That's all it is. That's it. Maybe our version's a little bit more discreet. Yes. Yes. We 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 just throw it out there. We throw it out there. But of course, you know, you guys are a little more refined than us, so it makes sense. Okay. So we're two for two. This is awesome. Uh, okay. What about a flitter mouse? Oh, okay. You've got me there. I don't know. Maybe, what is that? A flitter mouse? A, f- a flitter mouse, yeah. Tell you what, I've got the boys behind me. Let me just throw it out to them <laughs> if I may confer. Yes. And see if they've heard of that. Boys, have you heard of a flitter mouse as a saying? No. No, it's a no from us, dog. <sighs> okay. We've never heard of that. That is Sussex dialect for a bat. That must be old timey word for, for like, yeah, for like a, a you know a flying a bat. Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you're teaching me something All right, now. So, all right. Good. We're getting into the I'll history have, books. I'll have to write that one down. Okay. Last one. Monkey's birthday. Do you know what a monkey's birthday is in Sussex or, or Brighton? Boys, what's a what's a monkey's birthday in Sussex slang terms? A monkey's birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in, Sussex. in Sussex terms. Have you ever heard that before? A monkey. I just love- <laughs> we would have to counter that. We don't know it, but there is something called monkey's blood that we'll put on uh, on ice cream in the UK, which is sort of like a really syrupy, uh, strawberry-flavored sort of sauce that you would put on something we call like a 99 cone. Okay. Which is, uh, yeah, just like your basic kind of... <laughs> Ice cream. So it has but it has no. nothing to do with ice cream or or a, a delicious cherry topping. No, a monkey's birthday, according to my research in Sussex slang, is it describes yeah. used to describe when the sun shines but it rains at the same time. Okay, boy. So it means when the sun shines but it rains at the same time. Which is that common around there? Yeah, that is quite common. Yeah, I mean, I guess we just call that summer rain. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you get that every now and again. There's always clouds somewhere. 
full of rainfall in England. <laughs> you know, we get quite attached to it. Very overcast. You know. Well, maybe next time you're back home and you see you see it kind of sunshiny and rainy, be like, "Well, monkey's birthday coming, and you'll blow someone's mind. You'll blow someone's mind. It'll be great." Oh yeah. Great. Well, next time I'm at the Pav Tav, I'll yeah, have a bunch of new words and sayings to yeah. show off to people about. Next time you're at the Pav Tav and you have to have a tactical chunder, you see a flitter mouse yeah. outside, and then you come back in and you say it's going to be a monkey's birthday out there, and no one will know what the hell you're talking about. They'll be like, "What the hell is going on with this guy? We, he's lost it. He's lost yeah. it." Yeah. <laughs> I've got a bit of rhyme and slang for you if you want before we go. I would love it. Okay, so I live in Brighton and I have done for ten years now, but I was actually brought up in the northeast of England in a part in a place called Sunderland, which is kind of near Newcastle. Okay, and we've got a term called corn beef, and that's if you don't hear something properly. So up north, we pronounce we pronounce death as deef. Okay. And deep rhymes with beef. So it's like, uh, you know, there's a couple of layers there you've got to get through. But if you're ever up in Newcastle or Sunderland and someone says, sorry, mate, I'm corn beef, that means they can't hear you properly and you need to repeat what you've just said. Uh-huh. And you know what? I might have to use that. I'm going to start using that because I'm, I'm hard of hearing being in this industry for way too long. So I'm just going to start saying oh, yeah, that. Me too. And people are going to be like, wow. I don't know what that guy said. He he sounds smart, but I'm not 100% sure. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my God. Well, good. That was fun with some Sussex slang. couple more for you. And this is just for me. I do a thing called rapid fire. So uh, just go with your gut and instinct. No wrong answers on this one. Would you rather oh. see Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster? Loch Ness. Nessie. Which, by the way, too, I heard, I guess researchers say that, that they think it's just that was just a whale penis originally. Oh wow, it's a whale penis, yeah, Be- because like a severed one. Yeah, oh. no, not a severed. Like, so I guess sometimes whales will breach the water and their penis will be out. Oh, oh, they're getting a little, <sighs> good intel. Get, All right, getting a little Ready? air. I just thought it was like I don't know. <laughs> An eel or something. Yeah, you know, no, they think that's what big. it might it might be. So you know, it's getting a little air on that whale penis. Would <laughs> you rather fight a man with bear arms or a bear with man arms? I would say maybe a man with bear arms because you might not be able to get quite the purchase that a bear with man arms could get. Because from what I'm told, bears are like insanely strong. Yeah. So you know, whatever the bear's got on the on on the end of its arms is going to do some damage. Whereas like. <laughs> A male torso, yeah. maybe that you know that won't be so bad, right? Uh, hey, I think. What do you think? What would you choose out of those two? Uh, for me, I think I'd do the man with bare arms because. Uh, and actually, I yeah. asked this. I asked that's this a question. Smart choice. I asked this to everyone. That's and, the thinking man's choice, right? I think. Exactly. That's yeah. the thinking man's choice, right there. Someone pointed out that he'd yeah. run really weird because his arms would be too long, so he'd be kind of gangly. And I'm like, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, he might gas out quicker. Yeah, exactly. Hauling around those bare yeah. arms he's got attached to his body. All right, last one. I swear <laughs> to God, and then I'll let you go. Would you rather have soaked jeans or damp socks? You know what? I don't mind either. I would rather have damp socks. You said because you... apparently that's good for a hangover, right? If is... you wear damp socks, isn't that like Ron Swanson's hangover cure from uh, Parks and Recreation? <laughs> I think you're right. You go eat to bed. Eat a steak. <laughs> yeah. yeah, eat a steak and wear wet socks to bed. You won't have a... I think you're <laughs> yeah. absolutely right. That's it. Oh, my God. It's a hangover cure for you. Jamie, thank you for humoring me. More importantly, uh, thank you so much for putting out a kick-ass new album, The Perfume of Decay, Tiger Cub. It's out now. Go get it. Go see him. And I'm sure we're going to see plenty more from uh, uh, these fellas from the UK. Jamie, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Oh, pleasure. Thanks for your support. Listen, rate, 
share, subscribe. Discover new music now at WJJO.com, in the JJO app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rock has a new interview every Thursday evening between 6 and 7. 941 JJO.